everybody, and welcome to the Companion Podcast. Welcome back, Pastor Karsten. I'm Casey Orr. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's good to be back in studio. I got to preach today. That was so... I had a lot of fun. It seemed like other people enjoyed it. I love jokes <laughs> because like, I am in no way the example of patience, patience. but yeah. I love Jesus. I'm an mm. example of that, I guess. Yeah, well, and that's that's the whole thing is if you have... The, is That's the basis, right, of this whole fruit of the spirit um, thing. And the whole part of Galatians is that faith in Jesus, if you can hold on to that and try to walk in that spirit you get from him, then you will get this, this product that is from that and not from um, trying to do things other ways. So that's yes. all you need to start with. And yes. that is the seed that plants that grows the fruit. So, yep. and even with uh, uh, Keith Couts who preached last week, he said, he's like, I got joy. And he's like, of course I got joy. Cause that's the biggest one I struggle with. Um, and he also had, and I won't, uh, he had a, a family tragedy the week after he got that assignment. And so he spent a week researching God's joy and how he expects us to be joyful and how we can be joyful through hardship. He had a family uh, tragedy. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, he preached on it. Mine, not a tra- tragedy. So yeah. <clears throat> need to be praying for for Keith. I'm sure he's still navigating his way through that. But after I chose patience, yep. I got to go to Estes Park with 30, 30 high school, high school and, and junior, junior high kids. And this is the largest camp I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. 29 churches oh, wow. over, I think about a thousand kids. So a thousand kids just got up to the mountain. A lot of them are from Texas. Oh gosh. Uh, night one, <laughs> free time from 10 to 1130. And then it was lights <laughs> out. What could go wrong? So oh, we had a lot of patience at camp. I, I, as I'm, I'm about to turn 41 and I need a 90 minute runway to get to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, so I couldn't imagine being, okay, now do whatever you want and you'll be bed in, to bed in 90 minutes. I need 90 seconds. <laughs> really? <laughs> I am. I am. My wife is mad at me for how fast I can <laughs> get asleep. That's Frank. Well, that's Frank. That's what mine is. Uh, it's not falling asleep. It's, I have to lay stuff out for the next day because we go to the, the gym early in the morning. So yeah, I have yeah. to, I, I have hooks, hooks on my door. I hang up the stuff because if I can, ha- if I can roll out of bed and just slide it on. Yeah. Then that's the only way I can, we can get ready in time in the morning. Well, you're me. saying you're not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I'm a morning person. I've had to train. I've had to train. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I find I enjoy the morning now that we have it. But the point is it takes me a long, I can't imagine saying, okay, let's get them all riled up and do whatever you want for 90 minutes. And now boom. boom. Okay. Now everybody stop bed. lights, lights out, go to sleep. So how about you guys? What did you go through this week, or maybe it's this month, or maybe it's been a year or longer? Mm-hmm. What tests your patience yeah. and why? I try to spend a good amount of time in the sermon, just like, hey, there's a lot of factors. Yeah, uh, Everyone's different, and I think it's funny that humans can be patient with some people or some places, and then horrible in yeah. the other. And it's like, it's not that different, but why is it different for me? I don't know. I spend a lot of time thinking about that. Well, and you said that, and I'm like... I'm like, well, that's, I mean, it's just really kind of stating an obvious thing. But then it struck me what you meant was to say that how come, if I can have patience, why can I have patience in certain areas, but not others? How is it, you know, if you, like you said, to, to take the analogy that you made with a muscle, if I have really big biceps, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what I'm picking up. The biceps are going to do the work if, sure. if it weighs the same amount, but you go and you think like, okay, I can lift the same weight, but if it's a jar of water, if it's a big jug of water, I can't lift it as easily if it's a big jug of enter thing here, apples. Or to your Like why example, is it easier to lift one thing than the other with the same muscle? Yeah. 
Or, or like, what if you only trained your biceps mm-hmm. and you never did leg day? Yep. So you could lift a lot of things with your arms and your legs were like, you know, <laughs> this coach in college, he's like, this kid looks like he's riding on a chicken because he's got chicken legs. <laughs> chicken legs. So it, it would be like, yeah, I guess. And that actually ties pretty well to my, my analogy is like, look at if you choose to exercise, which yeah. includes failure and not doing it well, but if you choose to enter in and practice yeah. and exercise patience, you will build patience. So don't just work on your biceps. Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And well, and that's, um, and that's one of the things too that, like you said, I love that that analogy. Just keeps kind of like giving more. Uh, I think is that like one of the ways I know that to build that I can see more results is to train to muscle failure. So you do, so I do a set until like, I cannot actually like lift it anymore. Yeah. So that means and I that's got a good I, thing, right? And that's a good thing. Cause you know that you're, you used your muscle as hard as you possibly can. And you found a new boundary to your limits. And that would work with patience as well. If you don't exercise it, you won't find the boundaries where you're, where you're need to grow in and then mm-hmm. know, what you need to work on. So let's just take right now it's summertime. Uh, maybe it's family, whether it's mm. your own family or you have extended family. A lot of people like to come to us this time of year. We have a beautiful summer. Mm-hmm. So taking your example of like, I am going to test my, my muscle until it can't lift the weight. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people will get into a space, maybe you have a family reunion or families in town or they're in town too long. Mm. And you're like, I just lost my patience. <laughs> and then you feel like you're a failure. I should yeah. have never done that. But with training, you're expecting it. You're like, yeah. success is getting to failure. Yeah. So what if we just flip our mentality to say, I want to serve people and love people and I'm going to do it so aggressively that yeah. I'm going to fail. And I know and I'm going to, I, I, know I'm gonna, I know I'm going to hit a wall and have to walk out of the room. Cause I'm going to get really frustrated. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing that you, again, but just like with exercise, you need to be healthy about it. You shouldn't just be like, okay, then in that case, I want to put two, 300 pounds yeah, on, on the barbell and then pushing like, Hey, I couldn't do it. That means it's good. It's like, no, I mean, get, don't set yourself up to fail. Mm-hmm. But if, like you said, if you're exercising to the point where you realize where you were finding your boundaries yeah, and then, by doing that, you can then extend those boundaries. I, I, well, let's say one more thing on that. So if in training, weight training, if you go to failure, mm-hmm. you are getting your muscles as close as possible mm-hmm. to actually damaging them. You're, you're, the failure and holding that, it's actually very, it's a bit dangerous because yeah. you can tear your muscles or you can give yourself rhabdo, which is not good for your body. But yeah. anyways, what I'm saying it is- Sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> rhabdo. Go, go, rhabdo. Uh, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is if you find that, you say you say it's family and you're mm. just like, I hit my limit, I'm angry, I lost it on them. That means that you need some days. You yeah. might need weeks before you re-enter into another, you okay. need to rest. Okay. So just oh, like your muscles, you. yeah, like, yeah. All right, if you hit that failure point, don't just go do it again tomorrow. Like yeah. you need some quiet space. You need some time to pray. You need some worship music. Go be mm. with a friend, go get in a space where you can heal up, yeah. talk to God. And then you get to enter back into a stressful, hard space, yeah. but you might be more patient. Awesome. Well, I, there's certainly like, there's, so, there's a lot of things to learn from, from that analogy, but if we're going to talk about physical things, we probably need to talk about a word that none of us expected to hear that many times in <laughs> one sermon, except I guess, but I mean, Paul mentions it a lot in the, it, the it term, a lot in there. the term circumcision, um, which is, Wait, which, what? Yeah, what was it? Circumcision? What? Circumcision. Okay. Circumcision. Okay. Right. So 
and the thing is to, to that we wanted to, to go into a little bit more because we have more time, like you had a lot of stuff to cover, was the idea of what that meant. That really, when Paul uses the term circumcision, he usually uses that circumcision or uncircumcision, gosh, I've already said it so many times, <laughs> is, is what he talks about when he says being that um, cultural and religious Jewish person where yeah. you follow those cultural and religious Jewish rules, which most of most of them, not all of them in that time, that's one reason the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all of them had trouble. They added stuff onto that, which yeah. you would have a problem with these people who were known as the Judaizers, right. who, were, who were the people who were going around spreading and trying to tack these rules onto the God's gospel. rules. God's, mm-hmm. Yeah onto the gospel in the example he uses even is with Peter. Um, and this is the thing we'll set up, I'll set ourselves up for later is, uh, Peter in chapter two, I think it was, um, he was, when he was by himself, he was eating and drinking and stuff like that with the Gentile Christians. Um, and then once, um, uh, some people who were sent by James came who he knew were of that more, who were like, uh, culturally Jewish, yes. he, he pulled back from that once they got there. Cause he didn't want to, to, for whatever reason, and Pete and Paul called him out on it in front of everyone and says, you are not practicing the gospel. We are teaching people sure. by doing this. And, and all, and all this goes back to what they were happening in Galatia is they had people coming and saying, um, that's, that's Jesus is all great, but you know, Jesus said the law is important. And so you have to obey the law, which means you have to be circumcised. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a symbol for all the other things which was the system that God set up um, for Moses and and the Israelites when they were originally freed from Egypt. So, Casey, I think you have a great point. And uh, this word holy comes mm-hmm. to mind. Um, oh, yeah, I was talking to my, my friend Nick Kemp. He was mentioning this between services. So holy means set apart. You are different. You are set apart. Holy yeah. also implies righteousness. So God, through Moses and through Abraham and through the family of Israel, they were holy and set apart. And their physical yeah. res- representation of that relationship with God was circumcision yeah. for whatever reason. But that's what it was. So they were holy. They were set apart. Now Paul's like, we have we have this gospel that we yeah. have been given by Jesus Christ. We are holy and set apart, not by our body and what happens to us yeah. eight days old as a baby, we are set apart by our faith in Christ, our love for God that is because of Jesus. That's what sets us apart. And so I just, I don't know that that was the big thing that hit me is like yeah. the, the Jews got the picture of being set apart, but he's now to the Gentiles and for everybody. We're not set apart by the old things. We're set yeah. apart by new things, faith, the spirit of God, which before Jesus <clears throat> died and was resurrected, the spirit wasn't available to everybody. You can look at how different the disciples were before and after the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Once at Pentecost, they received the spirit. They were different people. Yeah. So Paul's like, no, he's like, I did the old stuff. I was circumcised. I did try to follow the law to the T yeah. and it's nothing in comparison to faith in Jesus and the power of the Holy spirit. And that's the thing he sets aside when he talks about slavery and freedom. He said, why would you go back to slavery when yeah. he's talking about, he's talking about the slavery of trying to live under the law and the law, which was, as he said, um, kind of a a babysitter sort of thing that was supposed Mm -hmm. to be there and hold your hand and try to get you through life, but never could you fully be justified because there's no way through that system to sacrifice enough doves or wash your hands in the right oil enough times to make up for all the things we did. Jesus even said, if you look at that woman with lust in your heart, you are committing adultery. Yeah, you can't fulfill the whole law. And that's what Paul was like, if you you want to live this way? Guess what, buddy? It's yeah. all of it, and it's perfectly. Yeah, which and is impossible. 
Except, except for one one guy, and that was Jesus. And the fact that he, and the fact that he lived it perfectly, and then was sac- and then suffered death, which is the pen- penalty that we deserve for not living it perfectly. It was that perfect saf- sacrifice that made it so we were free from living that law. And that's why he's coming to him with the slavery and freedom thing. He says, "Why are you going back to the law? Yeah. We are freed from the law. That all we have to do is have faith in Jesus Christ." And it comes down to that word justified. You mm. cannot have justified just means the balance, the scales between you and God that you're not in the red, you're not whatever. And the law gave you ways of trying to stay on that even keel with God. But it was like you said, impossible. But with Jesus, you get to, you get to be justified for free by just acknowledging and recognizing that he is the son of God, that he was born of a virgin died and was raised from the dead. Yeah. You know, when you said that, here's what comes to my mind. When you set up a system of rules and you follow them and you see that other people don't follow them as well as you, it gives you power or you yeah. have power. You, you're a way to say, well, I'm better than you. Yeah. You're not as good. You can judge people. Uh, there's power there. I read, I read a devotion um, by Oswald Chambers so Oswald Sanders and Oswald Chambers. I think it was Chambers. And Oswald both, Cobblebot, but that was the <laughs> penguin. But They're both brilliant. But here's what he said. He said, when you finally realize that you can't do it, you don't have enough, you're destitute. He said, Christian, he said, poverty mm-hmm. is the doorway to the Christian experience. Mm-hmm. Poverty is the doorway. When you realize I can't do this. It's too much. I'm too bad. I've done fill in the blank. And so it's just like, guys, I want to challenge you. Maybe some of us have come up with our own rules. Why we're better than other people. We've come up with a false gospel to make ourselves feel better and have some power and take charge and be mad and condemn others. (laughs) And and Oswald Chambers, he's saying, he's like, look, it's poverty. It is kneeling before the cross, feeling naked, bare, and ashamed of everything Mm -hmm. you've done, how far you don't measure up to Jesus and perfection. And just in poverty saying, God, I have nothing to give you. We even sung a song today, the Brandon Lake, the hallelujah. And he says, all I can bring is praise. I have nothing else that I can bring the king. And so this poverty is like what Paul is wanting to say to them is like, guys, you can't do it. I tried, didn't work. And and what's in front of you is just faith and power by the spirit. If you would just receive it. And when you do that, there's also humility to judge nobody, Mm -hmm. but offer that as like, Hey, it worked for me. can work for you. doesn't take money. doesn't take working hard. doesn't take a set of rules. doesn't take a college education. It's just faith. Well, and the thing that you're looking at is the difference between righteousness and self-righteousness. I cannot be righteous through my own actions. When you are in that state of justification, then you're considered righteous and we can only be justified through Christ. So when you make a list of rules for yourself, which is, which is the parallel that I like that you just, you just kind of made there is it doesn't have to be the old Testament law that you're, you're tying yourself to that you are becoming a slave to. You can bind your own hands and your own ability to follow Jesus by making up the rules like, well, but I, I don't ever miss church. So it doesn't matter what else I do. Or sure. I, you know, you, you go to church, I tithe exactly 10%. And so mm-hmm. all these things. And so then you let yourself get away with these other things that happened and you judge other people by the rules that you make up for yourself. And that is the idea of being self-righteous and that's insufferable to everyone, probably including God. And what God is after is our heart, right? Our mm. affections. He wants our affections. He doesn't want whatever, like the, we talked about circumcision. It's like that, that doesn't, that was a sign of the promise, which by the way, God kept and has fulfilled just 
beautifully how many people are part of this promise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just to remember is like, guys, let's check our heart. Um, if there's going to be any change, it's our heart by faith. Yeah. It's that simple. Let's offer it to other people. Let's be honest that we mess up and we're all human and we're not Jesus, but we love him. We're pursuing him. That does come with keeping his law, doing yeah. what God said is right, but it's through humility. And because we love God that we want to do what's right, yeah. not to judge other people or feel better about ourselves. Mm-hmm. A good thing this week that we can round off here is, is this is something I, I will try to do this week. Try to see the different rules that I have made up for myself. Okay. Of what Expose I, them. yeah, and and call myself out on them, and maybe even ask my wife is like, what what do you see me doing that might be a made up rule, as a standard that is unreal that I'm mm. holding myself or other people to, and and maybe right to be more be more patient with ourselves. Yeah. I try to give that as like guys. Sometimes we just get we get so disappointed in even ourselves, mm-hmm. and it stops your progress. So it's like be patient. Um, I'm gonna my takeaway is at the end of the sermon, I said, Paul did what little he could. He yeah. trusted the rest of God. Yeah. He prayed fervently. And I think I'm going to try to walk with that new filter. I am a doer. I want to get things done. I want to win and be successful. Mm. So I usually think about what all of the things I can do to make sure that that happens. And I'm just going to try to flip my narrative to say, what is the little that I can do? And how much can I trust God? Not that I don't want to work hard, but it's like, yeah. hey, what is actually just my part of this? And then I'm going to pray like crazy (laughs) that God works through this person's life or God makes this project successful or whatever it might be. I'm just going to try to take more of a minimalist approach of like maybe less is on me. I'm going to put more on God and I'm going to pray more. Well, yeah. And recognizing that, like you said, and acting in that poverty, knowing how little you have to give and giving what you can and letting God make up the balance. So thank you guys for listening to Casey and I. We hope this was a blessing to you. And uh, we're just going to close after this and some prayer for you guys. We care about you. And so I hope you are able to be more patient this week. Awesome. Thanks, everybody.